to another episode of Cabin in the Clearing. Today we have uh, our guest, Abe Shep. He's a uh, local musician out of the Ottawa, Gatineau region. And uh, we've, we've, uh, we've been waiting to do this, and we're going to get him on to uh, our show today. And also we have uh, JP. What up, yo? A.K.A. J.H.C., artist name. <laughs> so uh, we'd like to thank you, uh, Abe, for coming on our show today and uh, taking the time out of your day to, uh, to yeah, just to talk about us about your, your, basically your, your, your musical aspirations, how long you've been playing music, and what does the future look like for you? Those those are definitely some questions I'd like to to, to get into it. But uh, but yeah, why don't you just tell us a bit about your background and, and kind of like you know how you got into music and uh, like yeah how you even started playing in the first place. Well, uh, first I'll say thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, well, how I first got into music—that was the first question. Yep. Honestly, I was just uh, 14 years old. I had a bunch of friends that wanted to start a band. Just just randomly, we were all just like hanging out and just, we were all very much into music and uh, a friend of mine had a guitar, another friend had drums and uh, I think we were gonna have like two drummers in the band or something like that because we were all very much into Slipknot and we were just like, yeah, let's just have two drummers going on and doing their thing and they were like, yeah, we need a bass player, so Brian, you buy a bass and I'm like, okay, I don't know anything about guitar but I guess I'll just, I'll just do it and I, I bought a bass and I learned how to play it and from then on I just uh, became a musician and um, started writing songs like pretty shortly after I picked up the bass and uh, actually there are, there are a few songs that actually there's very little songs that I, I remember writing at the age of 14 or 15 but there's only one that I have that I finished like years later and I'm, I'm pretty proud that I've remembered that enough to finish it. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, so, but uh, I've mostly been writing consistently since I was like maybe 19, 20, when I started taking songwriting seriously then. But yeah. That's dope, man. Do, do you, uh, would you say you pre- predominantly like use uh, the bass to actually start writing your songs or do you go more guitar? Do you kind of just start lyrics? Actually, um, it all varies, but like I really rarely write songs on bass but I have for a few of them and there's a song that I've been working on in the studio for years and uh, that's a song that I actually wrote on bass and there's very few of those so I usually write on the guitar but uh, um, with the song that I wrote when I was 14 I wrote that on bass and I don't know if that's ever gonna come to life or not but it's it's out there and it's a very intense love story that I just made up and it's kind of I think it was inspired by Romeo and Juliet or something but yeah. <laughs> that's dope yeah. or do you, do you have a name for it at all or I called it shortened and I don't I don't know why I, I think uh, I mean that word is in, in the lyrics so I guess yeah sick yeah it's funny actually yeah, it's it's funny you say that because a lot of the times uh, when I'm looking for a title for like a name for a song like if I'm writing a song I always tend to kind of deviate to finding a word that's very prominent in the songwriting and the actual words for the song title oh so so it's not actually in the the, the the lyrics but it like no it is it's in the lyrics but i often that becomes the title of the song you know oh, okay kind of like yeah, what yeah. you were just saying but what, what i wanted to know was it, so you you is bass your main like instrument that you play with right now no not really i mean i've uh sometimes you know with my solo project i just uh Sometimes I don't even touch an instrument. Sometimes I'm working with a, a few people that are just uh, either making a beat or just playing guitar or piano. And sometimes I just focus on my, my lyrics and my vocals. But uh, there was one song where um, I play guitar on. And I think uh, that was the only time I picked up an instrument. There's going to be four songs on my next EP that's coming out. Sick. But um, in terms of bass, I mean, bass was the first instrument I learned how to play. And, I was in a band for six years just doing bass and, and singing. And, but, uh, yeah, mainly just bass and guitar is just what I do. Uh, you know, I know how to play a little bit of keyboards, but I don't think I know. If somebody told me how to play a C or a G on a piano, I'm like, where's that? Is it the black keys or the white keys? I, 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 I wouldn't know what to tell you. So, 
Yeah, well, learning the piano isn't like uh, the, the way that the keys are like structured and the way that it's laid out. It's you could pick it up easily, especially if you have a reference of bass and guitar. Oh yeah, it would be a lot more easier than 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 I think a lot of people would 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 think. It's true. People say that like uh, learning guitar or piano and vice versa. Like if you do one or the other, it's like you have a lot easier of a time learning the other because of I think so. Just yeah. yeah, I guess piano is basically laid out like if you took all the strings and kind of just laid them out in a row. You know, like in longevity or whatever. I think the main issue I have is just remembering how, remembering how the chords are shaped and stuff like that. Oh, it's just uh, fair. But like, so I I can figure out like uh, what a C sounds like on on a piano or whatever, and just do even more interesting things with it because there's a lot more flexibility on the piano as opposed to the guitar. I find you know, but uh, I just don't know my way around the piano enough to. On honestly, I've always like myself like. Same thing, like I have like just basic knowledge of kind of like the C scale, which is basically just the white keys in general. Like yeah. it's the the one that doesn't you know use any of the black keys, which is kind of nice. So it makes it it makes it easy in that sense. But it was nice because like I I figured out just like a basic chord progression in the low, and then it was like like you were saying, there's no really restrictions because I was just kind of like going with my ear a little bit, and I knew I could just hit the white keys in yeah, general. Yeah. But it was like. You know, I didn't really have a sense of it right away, but it was just like you could just flow in that sense. Like you could just kind of create on the go. And it's like, but it's nice to hear the notes actually fall into place as you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, th yeah, there's just something about piano that's just, uh, I don't know, I just, it's just such a different way of looking at music when you when you play it. There's, it's just, it seems like things are more accessible. I don't know how to put it, you know, like, think, you know, you don't have to stretch on the, the neck of the guitar or anything like that, you know, if you, yeah. It's true. It's Maybe it's because it's given, like, if you think about it, like, the, the nature of a piano, like, it's given so much room to just, like, it's got a big string inside of it, you know, it's got yeah. a hammer hitting down on it, it's, like, the key itself is so sensitive to touch, yeah. and it's, like, yeah, maybe it just makes it, like, super prominent. <laughs> That's sick. And uh, what, actually, uh, what is the name of the EP, if you don't mind me asking, like, that you're going to be dropping? Well, yeah, I'm not sure when I'm dropping it exactly, but hopefully in the next couple of months. And it's uh, it's called Love. Sick. And uh, that was just uh, a name that uh, my producer kept tossing around, even though we didn't really have a name for the EP yet. And the songs were all love songs, so I guess that's why he decided to call it that. And uh, who was your producer? Like, who are you working with? Uh, a guy named Sebastian. And um, we've uh, we've been working together for a number of years now. And I just met him on Kijiji because I was looking for a bass player. And then he said, like, oh, I also produce. So, really? Uh, yeah. So Sick, he, uh, dude. Oh, that's cool. We've been working together ever since. And it's some time, you know, we started recording and doing demos in 2016. And it took me a while to finally put something out there. And But, you know, during the pandemic is when I released something, released my first release. And, yeah. It's, that's interesting you say that because a lot of people, for sure, especially because of the pandemic, they're stuck at home, right? So that's the time to kind of get creative and to kind of like dive into these kinds of like, you know, projects. I mean, we, we personally mean just we're, we're releasing a song, but I feel you on the whole like, you know, it takes so long to release something. We've been working on our song for almost over a year now, you know, and now it's finally like ready to be mastered, you know, and we're going to do a music video uh, in, in April, end of April. So we're looking forward to that. But that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard because. You know, you want you want it now. You want to just like, hey, let's just do this, do this. But then you know, it just takes the time that it takes, and sometimes it's 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 almost rewarding in a way not to rush it. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it totally is. I mean, sometimes it's really like frustrating, and you're really eager to get something out that you've been holding inside of you for so long. But like, mm. sometimes you really just have to take the time for the perfect take to come, I guess. 100%. That's it. Yeah. And, and really feel like it's, you know, cause it is at the end of the day, your, your, your soul in, in like intangible form. So it's like, it's nice to, it's nice to take the time to actually like make sure it's up to a standard. It's like a chef, you know, taking the time to oh, finally yeah. perfectly cook a meal to or something like, meal. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, I'm not going to serve you like a, a half ass steak, you know, until I'm like good at, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, but that shows your appreciation for your own artwork. And I think that's like crucial, you know, it's like, so like not to be a dick about it, but I'll almost like compare it to uh, George R. R. Martin. People were like always like shitting on him for taking so long to write like Game of Thrones books, and he's just there and he's like, "Yo, I'll finish it when it's ready." You yeah, know? Well, exactly. <laughs> like, don't rush me. Don't rush. Yeah, and it's like hard as they say. Totally. It's like yeah. fair enough. People want to like hear things or or know things like sooner than later, and it's like, but at the end of the day, it's someone's you know, it's someone's individual thing that they're putting out there, so you can't really like rush it, you know. Yeah, you can't yeah. be too demanding on a product, I guess, when it's a, a creative thing, especially when it comes to 
music or film or whatever, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, you know. You, you were saying earlier that like when you started playing bass or whatever, you were kind of like doing a lot of like, uh, I guess, genre metal. That, that's what you were saying? Or Slipknot or something? You mentioned Slipknot uh, a bit? Well, I think, I don't really know what, I mean, this was just a bunch of my, my, my friends. We were just kind of like messing around in a basement. I don't really think we really created anything. We didn't even like make a song. We were just kind of just doodling on our guitars. What, and, what, uh, what, what genre do you play now? And like, how did that kind of resonate with you? Oh, it's hard to say what genre I do, but I guess I do everything from pop, R&B, blues, reggae. Yeah. It's nice. just culmination, man. There yeah. is no genre, dude. I, I just love all kinds of music. And, you know, back then I just, uh, you know, I definitely liked Slipknot. I liked uh, Smashing Pumpkins, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah, listened to all kinds of music together, the Deftones, you know, as friends. And I... Uh, it's too bad, like, uh, you know, I was in a really creative spot because music was so fresh and so exciting to me. I really wanted to create something, but uh, I could never uh, get people to be serious about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it can be, you know, it, it's hard to find people who are are on the same wavelength as you, you know, creatively, musically, who kind of want the same goals as you, especially when you're working with, like, bands and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people leave the band, a lot, you know, so it's just yeah. like... You know, there's an expression that that I that somebody told me a long time ago, and it was, you know, your project or your band or who you are is like a train. It's a moving train, right? Oh, for sure. And and you know, you're the fucking conductor, and like people are gonna get off, and people are gonna get on. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what a band is at the end of the day. And you know, hopefully, you can find someone who has the same values as you and wants to be a part of you know the bigger picture, and that stays on the train because the train doesn't have anywhere it ends, really, if you keep going. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a perfect analogy, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I like so. that. <laughs> you haven't yeah. told me that yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got things in the arsenal, yeah, you know. Oh, just, dude, <laughs> yeah, the bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, I was meaning to ask, uh, especially, like, because I've been back doing a lot of live sound and stuff like that, Do you uh, did, did you plan on maybe uh, doing any performing anytime soon? Or I have a gig, actually, on April 7th. Oh, killer. Rainbow. So, um, nice, dude. With, with who? With... Uh, <laughs> I should know their names by now, but uh, <laughs> I should look this up because, you know, they should. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You don't mind if I take out my phone? No, no, no. no, 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 no for it, man. Because right now I feel Yo, bad that I forgot their names. So. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It seems like, it seems like I mean, you're, you're a busy guy and you have multiple projects yeah. maybe going on. Is but that... it's nice because at the same time, I'm taking the time to shout them out, you know? We're just that's like, it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, you want to do it properly. So that's, that's And you said it's at the Rainbow, eh? It's at yeah, the Rainbow. I'm super yeah. glad, man. One of my favorite venues in the city. It's. I'm so glad that you know it, it, it was uh, rumored to close down, and now like it got saved. Yeah, it got saved. I, yeah. yeah, I was really stoked too. Legit. I'm not sure if it's gonna stay around forever, but it's gonna stay around for the time being, which is really. Ha- I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, it's like we'll be there until it does. <laughs> well, it's just unfortunate it that like you know. <laughs> these kinds of businesses who've been there for so long and provided entertainment for so many people absolutely do. you know are forced to shut down um you know i understand that you know the pandemic is, is serious oh yeah and you should take it serious and a lot of people got affected by it for sure you know you get people who are stuck at home they have mental health um you know what i mean so yeah i think it's just important in general for these types of venues to stay you know ongoing because there's such a pivotal you know, especially for like where we live in Ottawa, um, you know, we need those venues. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I mean, it's community, man. It's, it, it was honestly kind of daunting hearing about all these venues that I, you know, grew up playing at and, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, Babylon closed down. Like I think uh, what else closed down? Like, uh, like a lot of these pressed and things uh, like Coven, that. Like another place eh? that was like a local, I think, punk one like a place called coven that was like more of a punk like kind of metal place what was uh, it called? oh is that like across the street from the rainbow i think so or close by yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was oh, like shit. k-o-v-e-n or whatever i don't know i yeah. wasn't i never heard of this hmm. i feel like i was just hearing about so many places closing down just like outside of music you know like all the uh you know just local businesses in general yeah, yeah. yeah just so like mm-hmm. you know obviously it wasn't a surprise to see like you know live entertainment venues being closed down but but uh yeah so hey everybody um <laughs> i just wanted to not, we're back <laughs> i have the names of the people i'm playing a show with on april 7th finally i didn't forget about them april no, 7th i kind of did rainbow i just forgot their names uh matthew oliver is going to be playing with me along okay. with 
Nicole Bouvier. Okay. I, I think her band is called Summer and Solstice. So. Oh, cool. Killer. I'm just waiting. I haven't heard of these. Uh, I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll have a Facebook event posted really soon. and Yeah, maybe I'll get that come check it out. Yeah. April 7th is what? On a, is that, is that on a school night or is that on a weekend? Or? That's, that's a school night, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a Thursday night. Yeah. It's the only night that I could get. That, that's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'll get a Friday next time. So what do you... Like so, you, so this is one project that you're in. Uh, you've gone on tour. I know that for sure. You've gone on tour with Tribe Royal. Tribe yeah. Royal was, you know, getting some traction for sure. Uh, I want to say back in the day, but it's only been a couple of years. I mean, you played Blues Fest, right? We did. Yeah, we had a really amazing Blues Fest together. We uh, got to open for Sam Roberts' band, and we got to join them on stage. And uh, that was a that was a moment that. You know, I'll never forget. And you you know, played live with Sam, or did you that's join amazing, Wow, dude. that's crazy. I met Sam Roberts at Blues Fest. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah nice we, we played that uh, yeah. year, uh, 2017, when we played. And then uh, basically we had these, you know, the backstage patches. But mm-hmm. like the backstage, <laughs> backstage passes, sorry. But uh, yeah, and then at one point I was just like, had a couple beers. I was like, like fuck it, I'm just going to walk through this like area. Because I think your, your pass is only good for like your area or something, or you can't go into every single area. And I just okay. like charge through and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm an artist, you know, like, and then the security guard's like, oh, okay. And he just like let me in. And then like Sam Roberts was literally walking by. I was with uh, Kaoki, me and Kaoki, because Ka- yeah, I got okay. him a backstage pass. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, like, obviously you see someone like Sam, Sam Roberts, you don't want to like fangirl. And you yeah, know what I mean? You don't want to be like, oh, Sam Roberts. So it's like, like he was there and he was like talking to people. So I'm like, look, I'm just going to chill back. I'm going to hold back. I'm going to, you know, and let him do his thing. And then, and then just casually like, you know, Hey Sam, I uh, really appreciate you, man. And then like, he just, we shook hands and stuff and that was it. And that was a brief too. thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's a good dude. Yeah. Honestly, like, uh, we actually like had the pleasure of just sitting down with him for a bit and interviewing him and nice, you know, it was just, uh, it was just cool. It was just, uh, it was not awkward. It was like, not like in- intimidating or whatever. And you know, it's just, a. Uh, just seeing a guy that you've heard all over the all over the radio and in videos and stuff like that, sometimes you just can't help but think of, you know, you can't help but feel a little bit starstruck, you know? And well, like, that's it. And like, wow, this that's is like a dude that just like, it's like a, he's like a character on like a TV show, you know? It's just like... Yeah, no. So true. Yeah. Actually, um, it's cool that you mentioned that. I have a just a quick story that, that uh, was something like relative to that that was just blew my mind afterwards and it was nice to have experienced the interaction before finding out. Uh, so I was basically working at, uh, the store I work at and there was two people in there, um, and they were just like a couple and they were kind of, you know, checking out the store. Uh, I guess they somehow through my manager's parents, like knew, uh, knew the business and just wanted to kind of come support for one of the opening days and like check out the shop. <clears throat> so I'm talking to this couple and really nice, you know, uh, like they were just super friendly and just kind of like really calm and like they had like a really just like peaceful energy sort of thing you know what I mean like they were just like very like like a lot of tranquility I guess is what I'm saying but uh we're I was kind of showing them around and then they were like oh yeah okay cool like you know thanks for you know giving us uh, some info and whatever and we'll we'll buy a couple of these things and they just kind of like picked up some stuff and um as they were leaving, like, uh, she gave me these little pieces of paper, uh, that had like affirmations on them almost. And they were just like printouts she had made and in, in abundance. Wow. And they, they said little things like, uh, Oh, you know, like, uh, let your light shine and like, like, like be, be, be happy or like just, just literally like simple things about enjoying life and like, kind of like feeling good, you know? And I thought, I just thought it was really sweet of her. And I was like, Oh, thanks. I put it in my wallet and whatever. And then they, they took off and then, um, yeah, and uh, it was just kind of cool because after uh, you know after serving this couple and like just having a really nice interaction with them, they they left the store, and uh, uh, my manager was like, "Oh, like, hey man, Alanis's parents were pretty nice, eh?" And I was just like, "Who? Like Alanis who?" And he's like, "Alanis Morissette, like the singer." And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, that's really cool, you know." And I kind of got like amped up about it, and I got almost like, "Oh, I want to talk to them again," and be like, "But." Then immediately I caught myself and I was like, it's cool that I got to interact with them without that sort of idea ahead of time, you know? Like oh, for I, sure, yeah. I was just able to enjoy that. And like you were saying about Sam Roberts, it's like obviously you knew who he was before you talked to him anyway, but it's just nice to sit in an environment and just realize that it's it's literally just another human being who's just 100%, you know, doing yeah, their thing. And It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's weird, like, when it comes to, like, you know, people in the media, or like, whether they're actors or whether they're musicians, you can't help it. I don't know if the feeling is starstruck, but you can't be, you just look at them and you know who they are immediately, you know, and just, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just like, you know, it's just, 
I kind of wonder where that comes from, you know? It's just like, you know, they're they're just regular people, but they're just like, oh, they're so awesome and they're so this and that. You can't help but be like, almost like shaken up when you meet somebody like that, you know? It's No, it's so true. And it's it's funny you bring that up though. It's like, because there's almost a difference uh, in the dynamic sometimes. It's like, it's one thing to be like, you know, meeting someone and excited, you know, but then there's, like you said, it t- um, on the other side, like a taking away from the excitement and just being like a, like an idol thing yeah. uh, is you just made me think of a video I watched that just tripped me the fuck out. Like it was like this, this other camera angle of someone behind like other people standing near this carpet. Mm-hmm. And then there was paparazzi there and stuff and it was Kanye West, you know, and he was like getting wow. out and he's walking and he kind of smiles and he's got his hands in his pocket and he's just walking into this place, you know, studio or something going to do like his daily shit. And he's like walking in and people are like, yo, Kanye, yo, I love you, bro. And he's like smiling. He's stopped. And then it's just like a quick, like people immediately just, at the side, selfie, boom, look at their phone and walk away. Yeah. And he's like frowning again. And then he's like walking to the next person. And then it's just like, again, same, same kind of like, and he quickly signs something. And then, but, but people like almost like drop and walk away. And it's, again, I'm not blaming people for being starstruck or anything. Like it's totally, it, it's totally it's, normal, it's normal to thing, like, and, and, and people are in a rush and like, you don't yeah. want to maybe take their time, but it's just funny. Like you could see, I could just see it in his face more so that it was just like, he was just like a, like a pawn for excitement, like a pawn for like, you know, amping people up and being like, oh, there's, there's that guy. But he wasn't really like related to in any way by anybody. It's weird because like, I I guess there's, there's an element of like, oh, I I saw like a really talented rapper. I got to tell all my friends and like, you know, he's such a a big personality, but like, I I don't feel like I have the perspective of there's nothing to brag about something like that. You know, I think it's like, oh, it's cool that I saw like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio at a, at a, at a cafe or whatever. But you know, it's just, uh, some people are just like, oh my god, you know, and that's fine. Well, so, so people, yeah, they do it too to name drop, right? They're like, oh, I met this person. They like amp themselves up a bit, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, depends yeah. how you use it. But yeah, I, I get, I see what you're saying too. It's yeah. oh yeah, no, and I, again, it's 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 human nature. Like I'm not saying it's not good to be excited about seeing someone. It, it was just, it, it's just weird sometimes how media and like celebrity culture just takes away from our human perspective a bit like yeah. in general yeah, day-to-day sure. life that, that's all it is i guess but the idolatry aspects of it yeah, yeah exactly but i you know also people are on a rush they they have their paparazzi or they have their crew around them like you can't really also being just a pedestrian stop them and like have a conversation anywhere, it, it right? happens so to them all like the time, time too right that's the thing that's they're another thing to yeah. too so it's a weird dynamic but, but i think <laughs> yeah, i think the uh the idolatry aspects uh you know it, it creates like a this thing where people just like you know they can just approach an artist and just ask for their autograph and just almost like bother them so i think that's when it becomes kind of an ugly thing that's to some extent you know but yeah 100 percent. that's really well put i i actually really like that you bring that up because yeah it's like there's a sense of entitlement like like an sense of entitlement to someone's time and energy yeah and you don't know what they're going through what part of the day they're in and it's like but just because they're celebrity you it's like they feel like they're your public servant or something yeah it's just like because they serve you music so it's just like they can serve you their time or something like that yeah that's that's, that is a strange dynamic actually it's crazy to think about that yeah it's true though Damn. Yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to just ask you a bit about your music. Um, and do you ever write about like, like what what do you mainly write about? I mean, personally, I, I write about love. I write a lot about love. Don't know why it just comes to me naturally. But do you ever like involve any like political aspects or troubling issues in the world in your music in any way? Or oh yeah, I mean, the first EP that I released, I uh, there were a couple of reggae songs on there, and um, there was this one song called "The Wild Animals." And I uh, wrote it about, you know, all the ivory poaching that takes place in Africa. And you know, at, no the, at the time when I wrote it, it was it was years ago. I was, you know, I really wanted to be a vegetarian. And I uh, just, uh, I wrote this lyric that says, there's no need to sacrifice the animal's flesh and blood. And it was a pretty intense lyric. And I just, I was thinking about, you know, just really about being a vegetarian. And I, uh, I'm not a vegetarian right now, but like I, uh, I wanted to be at the time, and so uh, that's where a lot of the, the the lyrics came from, you know, just about uh, you know the injustice in the world, and yeah, so yeah, and even even though you're saying about like vegetarian at the time or or, or not, it's like it it does associate to the fact though that there's always an overabundance of like too much utilization of one resource or like 
or, or an animal or yep. like, you know, and, and just kind of like meaningless taking of life, you know, and not so much like the old school hunting aspect of like people collecting food and using it for everything, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, cause like, I betrayed Yeah. It's like they, I think a lot of uh, the elephants and stuff like that, they just like toss, toss the bodies, I'm guessing. And like, like well, even, they use some of the, uh, some of their, like, um, some some of these things that get, get turned into something like as meaningless as ornaments and stuff like that. Like sure. that's what they use the tusks for. It's just like pretty. Uh, they used to use those on pianos, grand pianos. That too, yeah. Ivory for yeah. the keys. I had one actually in my living room growing up, and I had oh, ivory man. keys. Yeah. Like it's kind of an arbitrary reason to use. I didn't buy it though. Just like just so you guys know on YouTube, I did not buy. It. <laughs> <laughs> I do not support. But I, I would actually like to just take this opportunity real quick to shout out to our sponsor, uh, Kot. Uh, there's some packaging in the back. Hopefully you guys can see it. Um, and, uh, yeah, KOT is uh, locally grown organic handcrafted uh, tea, and that's what we're drinking right now, and hopefully Abe Shep likes it. I can confirm that this is very delicious <laughs> and rejuvenating, so, so we just like to purchase it for the sake of your own being. So this is, this is, only, for, well put, for, this is only Canadian, uh, for the Canadian market. Uh, KOT does not ship uh, uh, internationally yet, but uh, he's looking into it. <laughs> yep, damn right. And um, um, I just wanted to also know, so like going back to what you were saying about how you're talking um, about like, you know, the ivory and stuff like that. Yeah. So you, you do reggae, like are those your biggest influences like musically, like genre wise? Like what, where do you, where do you grab f- different genres from to kind of like create your sound? Uh, honestly, like I love so many different kinds of music, so many different kinds of moods. And genres, I just I usually write from the perspective of what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. So whether I'm angry or whether I'm, uh, you know, so, you know, a song like that, like like the wild animals, like I really just, uh, I think the music came first, and then I just decided to, you know, discuss, uh, you know, ivory poaching and things of that nature. And um, so I, I just. Uh, I've only written maybe like five or six reggae songs and I've written like maybe three, four hundred songs. Like, you know, but in uh, all? Yeah, I mean, that's that, a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jesus. ideas are there for the, for those songs, but like, I don't think they're completely done. But for the most part, like, you know, the verses and the choruses and the bridges are all there. So, so I've got a number of them just kind of kick it. I, yeah. I, I love reggae. Like, I love ska. Like, I play a lot of like, you know, that kind of like calypso and just like different types of rhythms like that too, yeah. as well, like on guitar. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you ever saw Blast from the Sun back in the day, but we mixed it up for sure. Oh, I definitely um, saw like a variety there. But, a bit of blues, a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what I'm saying is it's like even as you're explaining me the concept of, you know, a reggae song and then like ivory poaching, like that, like it goes well already. Just hear, like just hearing about the concept in my opinion. Yeah, because the, the, there's something about the, the reggae rhythm that just like it, it translates to uh, just... Uh, overcoming. S- overcoming and strength and just like, you know... Uh, freedom and all these things and i i just think uh quality and it's yeah and so obviously you, you think of somebody like bob marley who was such a political force too and you know mm. you just uh i just really wanted to you know speak out against in, injustice with that song and agreed oh, yeah i yeah. know reggae really does represent like the the scene light in times of darkness almost like exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah fighting for freedom kind of thing absolutely yeah and so you, you mentioned that you were in a band, or actually, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but I, I, we, we know this, that you were in a band, Tribe Royal. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to just hear about like your tours and stuff like that. How many tours did you go on? Uh, we did, like, we started touring in 2015. We started doing these tours, these independent tours to the East Coast, and that, uh, that went on for like three years, I think. We did oh, that wow. three years in a row, 2015 to 2017, and then... Van living? Yeah, we all like lived in the a trailer together and you know cuddled together and, but um, <laughs> no, because I, I know I know what it is like I know I, like just living in a van and shit and like stopping at grocery stores and like oh yeah you know, pitching on food to make your costs go down and just like eating porridge in the morning and shit like that and, like we ate a lot of like beans and rice like, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude that's, that's what I mean like yeah, that kind yeah. of shit there's a lot of yeah we had a lot of great times together and you know I uh you know I kind of miss going on going on the road and but like hopefully i can do that in the future and yeah that's Definitely. awesome i don't know i mean yeah just living beans and rice i mean that's that's it for me it was porridge and it was uh, it was chicken and kale in like a wrap Yum. and like just dijon mustard but man at the end of it like that sounds i was delicious. so that's tired of rad. dijon 
I, no, but like you eat the same thing over and over again because it's cost effective. You know, like one of those cooked chickens. And, oh, yeah. And just like you split it like three ways. You have like two sandwiches each. It's like actually really, really good. Yeah. But like, yeah, at the end, I was not digging like kale and like <laughs> Dijon mustard. Kale's pretty like damn that. chewy. I think you really got to cook it to like, uh, well, for me at least anyways, if I have it raw, it's just like I can't like eat like a whole like leaf of this thing. It's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a lot very, to chew. It's very dense. I, I, yeah. eat, I eat kale raw all the time, man. Personally, like I, 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 I was just eating kale. Oh no, I wasn't that time. But I buy kale. Like I, I love kale, man. So it, I, it's, I eat it's, a lot. It's good to love. It's like the I think the, one of the healthiest vegetables out there. So yeah. Yeah. like nutrition wise. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Definitely, man. Are you thinking of uh, maybe swinging by the open mic at live sometime soon? I, I really want to. Yeah, I, I really do. Um, yeah, I'd love I to hear your jam, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I really want to set up a show there as well. But uh, I think. Um, yeah, no, I definitely should stop by for an open mic sometime. Yeah. Oh, spe- speaking of setting up a show, are you? Uh, I forgot to ask. Are you? And I might have missed this earlier, but are you under the name Abe Shep, like for your yep. artistry? Oh, okay. And is it like a band with you as well, but just doing like your music kind of thing? I've never like played with a band before, actually. But I'm really, I really want to. I really want to set up a band. I sometimes just don't know where to start. I've been playing shows by myself for years now, and just sometimes I feel like that's all I need, and I feel pretty comfortable with that. Oh yeah. But um. I'm going to get on that really soon because that's been uh, it's been kind of like uh, bothering me a little bit because I'm like, yeah, I know I have songs that I can just sing by myself, but I, I you know, I want a bit of an accompaniment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess yeah. like certain ones you want to like almost fill in more of the mood that, that you're like missing or something like, oh, yeah, instrumentation wise or something like, yeah, that's sick, man. <laughs> what do you what do you do for like? So I guess, you know, being an artist and you know, for all of us, because, you know, you have to book your own shows. And so do you do all that, like PR, I guess, in a way? Uh, yeah. Um, What's your method for anybody who's listening who might be interested in getting into it and they don't really know where to start? What would be your, like, advice in that regard? Oh, well, I think my advice would just be get to know other musicians in the community and, and network with them and reach out to as many live music venues as possible. Don't be shy and, you know, just keep pushing as much as you possibly can and um enjoy yourself and you know do it because you love it you know just don't don't get discouraged too much i guess yeah discourage yeah. discouragement is a very real thing for anybody who's, who's listening oh, and yeah. uh it can it can weigh its toll for sure but <laughs> and, I, I agree with you and for any artists out there if you are playing a venue uh make sure that you respect the staff and the sound guy 100 <laughs> percent. and shit won't go fucked <laughs> fucky <laughs> yeah <laughs> always be nice to each other and like be respectful if, yeah if, if anybody really to be honest like <laughs> sometimes you can't always like you know get that but that's uh that comes with life yeah that's it that's why you got to give people patience at the end of the day that's yeah. why i like still just kind of like brush it off if people are in a mood it's just like yeah sometimes you know you have a long day and if yeah. people are on tour all the time like it's like maybe they had a shitty day you know their bus broke down or like you know yeah. they lost their amps <laughs> or something it's like i can't give them like i, I can't make them feel bad for that <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a good thing to kind of like put in the work and kind of like actually do it yourself. But what what else do you like? Do you do this through email or do you like submit clips of like a link to your SoundCloud or? Well, like there's a place that I go on called Submit Hub and sometimes I get great feedback from there and I, I try to submit my music to playlists or blogs or whoever. And no so way. I just, uh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of daunting because some people are like, oh, like, I don't know about this the song, it sucks, or this song is just, uh, it's not for my playlist or whatever, but it's a good way to just uh, get heard and, you know, just get your stuff out there and see if people will accept it because, you know, they might put your stuff on TikTok or wherever and, you know, there's just so many ways you can just get your music out there. It's just kind of fun. Yeah, we live in the, you know, digital age, right? So everything is accessible very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, use those resources as much as we can. And yeah, um, I guess just like uh, on the topic of like doing your own uh, sort of promoting and stuff like that, or like, have you ever have you ever played any venues like outside of Ottawa or something that you've kind of like reached out to that you really enjoyed or like something like Canadian or not? Maybe even like across uh, across the border. Honestly, as a solo artist, I've really yet to uh, get my music out there, and that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot. Is just like even you know going somewhere in Quebec or somewhere in. Ontario and uh that's that's my next goal is to just you know get out there as much as possible and tour the world eventually I guess but I you know I have a job to take care of and it's with my job I have like mostly a team of three so it's really hard to just uh take time off at this very moment so 
How do you, how do you, how do you, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. How do you, you know, a lot of people are in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Justin's in the same boat. We're both, you know, Mm -hmm. doing the nine to five hustle to, to kind of, you know, the way that I saw it is like, like, okay, I'll get a decent job so I can get some decent money in order to invest that money into like my craft, you know, whether it's like getting a better DAW, whether it's getting a better computer, uh, you know, gear, all that stuff. How do you like manage that working, I guess, full time and uh, still, you know, following, you know, the musical path, so to speak? Well, right now, you know, that's a good question because I have so many plans, so many things that I want to do that I don't know if I necessarily can do. So there are definitely like roadblocks there. Like, you know, if I want to just do a show in Toronto or Montreal, I don't really want to do it during a work day or where I have to book a day off just because I'm doing a show, you know, because, uh, well, yeah, you're sacrificing a day, yeah, you know, exactly, and then that's you know? also like a pay, it's income, right? So it's like, it's, yeah. it's hard, but it, I mean, to have the will in general, just to go and follow that, you know, it, it says something about somebody. And I think we can all agree that we're all in the same boat in totally. that sense for sure. Like the fact that, yeah, you put that much time into your craft while you're still working. It's just like, it shows your commitment and passion for it. hundred percent. Like, I think I've done a lot of that over the years where I've had to take a lot of days off just to, uh, you know, travel and you know go into the studio but like these days i I can just you know work full time and just you know go into the studio when i can or do a show when i can and sometimes you know you have to make sacrifices you know if you have to if you have a a blues fest gig you might not be able to work that day if you have a show at like one o'clock or something you know what i mean it's a pretty good reason not to work that day though yeah i'm gonna play blues fest for sure yeah you'll you'll probably be getting a decent amount of money too that'll make up for the work day so it's (laughs) a fair uh, yeah. that's, I feel the same way it's like you know we hope to with this kind of thing too is just like reach a global scale and just you know have our friends and family just succeed from from global exposure and <laughs> oh yeah that's the know, ultimate goal and, yeah. yeah and also just sharing ideas with people like I think that's another beautiful thing about doing a podcast is like having uh, just the ability to project like normal life and like normal interaction that we have as a friend group in here and this, this is like our life that we experience every day and our friend group and our local music scene that we're integrated into but now we're able to like hopefully you know if if it catches on like like expand it to the world because it's like i love living here i love the the community we have i love the musicians in the city and it's like it's great to like kind of um i guess like try to make a platform to like show it out you know and uh, what was another thing I was going to ask? Oh, um, speaking of Quebec, that, um, if ever you were looking to play a show um, at like one of the more renowned venues in Quebec, uh, Black Sheep is really cool. Black Sheep, uh, yeah, I yeah. Think you probably, you probably it, played yeah, it in, before. In I always associate that venue with just being an Ottawa venue because it's so nearby. You know, Wakefield isn't really that far. Yeah. But, you know, in places in Hall, too, you know, like are, are places that I could consider. Sorry, I'm moving this camera. Uh, yeah, no, another question I wanted to ask you is about Tribe Royal because uh, I haven't talked to you guys in a long, long time, so I was just wondering, I kind of haven't seen anything going on with them for a while, so I was just wondering if, if they're still active. Um, that's a good question. I think we've gone our separate ways. You know, maybe there's a possibility of us coming together again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, it was funny because I was listening to one of the albums that we did together and I was like, wow, we, you know, we've uh, really made some beautiful stuff together and... Um, yeah, it was it was like I I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, I'm I mean, just saying I, that it was just, the last album too. Is I was like, there's one song on it specifically. I can't remember what the song name was. But I was like, that could be a hit, you know. Oh, that's that's great to hear. Um, I think, uh, you know, sometimes like we, I was in that band for over half half a decade, and uh, you know, I uh, about long. There's, there's been a lot of good and bad times, and you know, I just, uh, you know, I. Um, I listened to like our record the other day and I'm like, you know, this was a really great reason to just like, you know, go through all of that I went through. And, you know, it was just uh, sometimes like music being the driving force of going through all this other extra shit is just really what makes it worth it, you know? So, yeah, that's Absolutely. the catalyst that, that makes you persevere, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like even just, um, always having those memories there it's like other things in life too it's like even you know you could compare it i guess to relationships and shit too just like you can't always look at it as like a failure or like a uh or not not a failure sorry but like just something uh negative that happened you know and like hold on to it but like all these things are like accumulations that led you to where you are you know and it's always like a good memory to have and it's like you guys will always have that connection and stuff like that oh yeah and that i mean when we have our bad days like you know it's just like 
at the end of the day, we're all doing something that we love doing. You know, if it's just uh, we we might you know have a disagreement or whatever. I mean, this goes for just all bands. You know, at the end of the day, they're just really striving to create music and striving to do something that they love. So, yeah. That's it. And the good times will always be there, you know. Yeah, exactly. like it'll I, I feel like, I feel like I feel like it's a bit harder in the Canadian scene in general, you know what I mean? Like the US is obviously like that's where like, you know, a lot of the popular music comes from that we hear today, especially on the radio. And I feel like the Canadian scene, it's still there's a lot more people now than there were for sure. Like even if you look at Ottawa too, like from from I've heard stories of older people telling me, you know, like back in the day, like I'm talking about maybe nineties or whatever, they didn't have like good good musicians like we do now like it's it's changed a lot you know now we have like some solid jazz guys for instance you know who are you know uh london gentleman records or like uh the chocolate hot pockets you know these guys are like i love the chocolate heavy, hot heavy hitters you know yeah. what i mean so Ed it's Lister like on trumpet, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> Ed Lister. so like i just feel like i feel it's cool that it's growing in ottawa and and i think mm -hmm. that's one of the goals too for us is to kind of like yeah to expose that a bit to like talk to people because from what I heard, I might be completely wrong, but from what I heard, it was just, you know, rockers back in the day, you know, they're just playing like, you know, one, four, five, like, you know, like E chord and C chord and shit like that. So, yeah. It's just, uh, it's weird when you think of music in, in like a mainstream sense these days, you don't really hear about like, you know, rock bands, you know, just breaking it into the mainstream. But like, you know, there's, when you're in the music scene and in, in, in a local music scene, you know, you know, you probably know like 20 or 30 different rock bands. Cause there's just so much music out there, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, and I guess you don't really hear of a lot of jazz bands that make it mainstream unless there's maybe like something like the snarky puppy or yeah. Snarky yeah, puppy is yeah. dope, man. I yeah. love that kind of almost puppy. take, take that style and they, they do that unique sort of genre, genre mash where they, they're like adding different shit. Like even a, another one is Wolfpack or uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Wolfpack is dope. Some, like there's almost like some electronic aspects to it. Sometimes they do some like old school, like almost psychedelic style shit. And it's like, but like the underlying thing is like funk, funk and yeah, yeah, yeah. jazz and <laughs> yeah. 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 That's crazy. Even Anderson Pack's an example of that, if you think about it. Like, it's more hip hop, I guess, and more like soul kind or of something. upbeat soul. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's like, you could definitely get funk roots in there. You can uh, definitely get some jazz, like mm -hmm. some, uh, I, like even RB. I mean, more so with Silk Sonic and stuff like that. I, I love the Silk Sonic's <laughs> record. I, I was it's so happy great, to hear it. It was definitely the best thing that I've heard Bruno Mars do. It was just I agree. Impressive. I was just yeah. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. It's like Bruno. Like I felt like Bruno really like Sean on that. Like oh, yeah. he, like it, it seemed like his style and just his like he he seemed comfortable in that sort of like setting. I and mean, the the collaboration between Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars like them together too. Mm -hmm. You know he's drumming on it right. So he's an amazing drummer too. He's yeah. really he just he's next level. Yeah, he's just not like a simple like backbeat kind of drummer. He's just like he's just got so many cool rhythms. Particular, yeah, with yeah. what he wants to do or whatever song it's it is. True, a lot of like syncopation and like uh, kind of uh, doing the rap side of it. Like when when he's able to like rap and sing and stuff while he's yeah. playing, it's like he he integrates his drum hits into that sometimes and almost like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like accentuates his uh, his lyricism with yeah. like drum hits and stuff like that. Like, that shit's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely got like. a He's an amazingly talented guy for sure. I know. Who like currently right now, like it just local scene wise, who, who like what artist is gonna make you go out and see them? Like who's your favorite local artist oh, so far? Man, there's there's so many out there that I'm always discovering more and uh um honestly uh I think of my friends. I think of you know. There's Dan Kelly. There's that's out there. There's yeah. Dan Kelly. Shout out Dan Kelly. Yeah, Dan the Kelly's dope. There's a uh, Harea band. There's so, so many groups out there that are just making really great, innovative music, and I'm always stoked to hear more. That's awesome. Damn right, dude. And actually, uh, I was gonna say Dan Kelly frequents open mic quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, I okay. Love, yeah, I was yeah. love mixing him. Yeah, I wanted to get him on this podcast actually. Yeah, I'd love to. Yo, shout out Dan, man. Get on the podcast sometime, dude. I, I think I noticed that he great. follows this page, so I think he'll... Uh, yeah, I yeah. sent him an email, but he never answered. Yo, he doesn't Dan, really answer. you're being called out. We got KOT, bro. We got <laughs> sorry, you sorry, what, sorry? <laughs> he, uh, you have to really catch him at the right time of day, I think, when it comes to Dan. I, I haven't mastered that yet. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, interesting. Man, it's like feng shui. He's, know, like a, he's like a nocturnal animal or something, maybe. <laughs> nocturnal animal. Know. 
You got to hit him with the 3 a.m. Like you're watching like a, an infomercial for Magic Bullet and there's that lady smoking the cigarette in the kitchen. <laughs> that's, 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 you got to get him on Instagram DM only. Like Magic you is the lady smoking the cigarette, right? I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, it? No, like, actually, I don't. Oh, okay. Have you guys ever seen those Magic Bullet infomercials, though, where they're like, yeah, yeah, or those yeah. infomercials like the where they got a kitchen? And yeah, Sham-well. there was one specific one, though, I remember seeing it at like 3 a.m. And there was just like a couple that was there and then one random dude and then like this older lady. Uh, and she just had the really typical, like, like disheveled, like curly gray hair and like kind of like big long gold, like necklaces and stuff. And she's like, Hey, sweet dear, like, does that thing really grow? Like, does that thing really blend that well? And the guy's like, of course the magic bullet blends well. Like, Oh, watch. And then she's like smoking a dart. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck just smokes a dart in a studio kitchen? Like next to a bunch of people just <laughs> while making a smoothie. But anyway, that's irrelevant, but. I'll make sure to message you then, Dan. <laughs> and we are we are going to be linking uh, Abe Chef stuff in the description, so make sure that you yeah. look because we'll we'll link it there. It's going to be on uh, pretty much everything on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. You guys will be able to listen to it there. So uh, the links that you sent me, that asked the email there, we're going to put that down there. So. Awesome, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, well, the name of that song, the wild. Sorry, what was it called again? The, the wild animals. The There's wild a animals? lyric video for it up up on YouTube, and there's okay, a bunch sick. of footage of just animals just living life. That's awesome, dude. Do I'm going to check that out. Do you have yeah. a set release? I don't know if you said you you said April 7th was for your show, but do you have a set release date for the new EP that's coming out? Uh, I don't, but I uh, I plan on... Uh, I, I think a single is coming out sometime soon, but like that's somewhat up in the air. But like you can probably expect to see something in the next co- couple of months. Okay. So and is that is that something that you do open. normally? Do you do like maybe record four songs as an EP and then you release one at a time as a single? Or uh, Yeah, I mean... With my last EP, it was just an acoustic thing. I released the Wild Animals first, so that was the first thing that I ever released, actually. And um, this this time, I I released a single uh, called Your Looks, and that was the, the first actually song that I released that wasn't just an acoustic guitar. It actually had like a beat to it, and it was very much kind of an electronic song. And um, that's going to be on my EP that's coming out. And uh, yeah. And uh, so, and this the, the, and this is with the guy, the Sebastian that you're talking about, yeah. that you work with him, right? Yeah. So in a way, it's almost like you're working with someone. It's not he's producing it, but you're also kind of helping produce it as well, right? Well, it's funny because when people say produce something, like you know, they all they could be referring to like them composing a beat or them being the engineer. So I think uh, the person that actually helped me make the beat is a guy named Paul Napash, a very talented uh, beat maker. So he was in the studio at the time and okay. uh, coming up with melodies and just uh, really helping craft the song Dope. while Sebastian was, you know, doing the, the tech sort of things and, you know, producing, engineering it, whatever. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was a fun experience. Do you, do you produce like at all or? I don't do any of that stuff. I don't, I don't make beats. The only thing I know how to do is pick up a guitar and write a song, I guess. Okay. So, so. you don't even like, you don't, it's re- crucial. You don't, you don't like work <laughs> with like a DAW or anything. You've never dabbled with Pro Tools or Fruity Loops or anything like oh, that. Oh no. I don't, I don't even, uh, sometimes I don't really know how to keep a, I don't know much about rhythm and playing drums and stuff like that. I just pretty much know strings and yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, uh, no, no, it's, I'm, I'm not like pro at it either. You know, it's yeah. something that I'm definitely, uh, slowly getting into and stuff. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be, uh, to be having a good friend who basically, uh, is a, uh, production master over here. I mean, oh, he's, what? we, we produce our I own mean, song, you know, you know, the song that, <laughs> that we're talking about. Maybe, maybe we'll show it to you after and you can tell yeah, us. Please uh, do. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so yeah, we recorded it here and we, we, we have, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to kind of, uh, create that environment that's the goal of like this 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 place that we live um and we actually have a, a, a pretty sick jam space downstairs full drum bass everything so that's awesome yeah we're actually um <clears throat> speaking of like doing the band stuff like we were talking about earlier we're uh we're actually hoping to do maybe a tiny desk style mm-hmm. okay. uh, little yeah. blob off because i mean we got the cameras for it now it's another avenue to kind of you know show art like and i just i've always just thought that'd be so sick like ever since i've seen you know the the Mac Miller one, like the Anderson Pack one, like I've just always oh, wanted yeah. to physically be the one doing like the mic setup and then mixing it after and you know putting it to the video and just hearing what it sounds like. I would we love so, to be a, we, a part we, of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah yo, this man right here just sealed the deal. He's the first one. I sealed the, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Because yeah, it's the, we're gonna like have it under the, the different series on our YouTube page. Right, it's gonna be the, called the Writing Room. And okay. So, so we have the yeah. Writing Room. That's just like a one-on-one kind of like 
artist, you know, who's just like singing and it's just like, you know, we'll do like three takes, super yeah, easy. And more demo style. More demo like, style, right? Mm-hmm. But then we'll have the writing room sessions, which is gonna be like kind of like what we were talking about, where you're just mentioning now, sorry, where it was more of like kind of like an NPR, kind of like tiny desk like environment, right? Wicked. But but right. showcasing people's originals. Like that's yeah. kind of the key to yeah, that, yeah. you know. And like okay. obviously people would, you know, doing obviously wouldn't wouldn't be doing covers and stuff because we couldn't legally do it, I guess. Like Yeah. Um Actually, I don't know. I guess you could do a cover. It doesn't really matter. But like, yeah, if you're starting to monetize or something, I don't know. No one's going to sue you for doing a cover, right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it would say cover too. But <laughs> but uh, aside cover from that, yeah, just like, I don't know. I just really want to showcase people's music, but also like, um, what was the other thing? Oh, th- uh, that's how the writing room originally started was my friend Nolan like had written a song that day and then he was kind of like practicing it over and over while we were doing shit. And then he's just okay. like, uh, hey man, like, uh, can I maybe he, try it? Like, he wrote it that day. Off the floor? Yeah. He wrote just, day up. Yeah, which actually blew my mind. Yeah, I, we could show you that too, actually, before you, if you want. No, that'd be Probably. awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, it would actually be cool to do this more often. And, you know, and then I did my own one, like, just for fun. But it was like a way of like doing a professional recording, but also maybe like showcasing someone in more of a vulnerable sense, like in the sense that it's just like, oh, it's just a demo. Like, it's just someone kind of performing it and they haven't actually fully mastered it yet. Wicked. You know, necessarily. And it's like, but then I'm hoping, yeah, the band one in the basement's a little more, <laughs> get it more refined and epic and shit. <laughs> there's, awesome. there's, some, there's something too I was kind of thinking about it because I remember, especially for me, I used to live at a different place and like, uh, it depends, I don't know where you live or whatever, if you live in like in a house or an apartment or whatever. A townhouse. Okay, yeah. so do you ever nice. get any like complaints from the neighbors or are they like most likely, like most of the time chill? Because I've had, I've had situations where like, there was this one guy, he was across the street and he was just like, you know, very, very not nice old man. And, uh, oh. and he would just like, we, we'd be that. playing like at five o'clock in the afternoon and like, it's a band and you can, it's in a house. Like you could still hear it, but like type of guy was going to like call the cops and like, you know, be that type of guy or, you know, you could just come knock on my door and, you know, just like, Hey man, I'd appreciate it if you don't play at this point in time, like during these hours, you know, like there's no leeway. So I don't know if, if you've experienced something like that. Or, I've never have, you know, the only thing that I've done in my house is just, you know, either play my guitar through an amp or bass through an amp. I've never really had a full band kind of situation, but I have the only time where my neighbor threatened to call the cops on me was, you know, when I threw a party at my house with, you know, pretty questionable people. And one guy like puked on my neighbor's like front doorstep or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, then she threatened to call the cops. That was pretty reasonable. So yeah, you look at the pile of puke, you're like, yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> like exactly. I'll, I'll clean it every yeah, day. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what happens that's at parties. Respectable. I don't even know yeah. if, I don't know who cleaned up the puke, actually, come to think of it, but anyway. Yeah, it was probably you, Matt. You know what I mean? Like, I, sh- like I should have. I, I, don't, I don't think I did. But <laughs> no, well, hey, if you have no memory of it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were the one that did it, you'd remember it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, that was my, that was my task. <laughs> what's your, what's your, like, one of your most memorable things that you could think of in terms of seeing someone play? Like, you talked about Sam Roberts. Oh, wow. Is there anything, like, something that was very prominent that stuck out to you? Um, seeing someone play like oh there's so many memorable concerts uh, but I remember seeing uh, Jimmy Cliff at Blues Fest and that that was such a great concert and dope. just I think Jimmy he, Cliff Jimmy Cliff I oh, can yeah. see clearly now. oh shit he's he's yeah he's got his own like famous cover version of that yeah, song. yeah yeah okay and um, he has a song called uh, well when I heard it I actually thought it was a, an original song called Afghanistan but like he wrote a song about Vietnam but then he he made it about Afghanistan, and uh, I, I just uh, that that was a song that like really, like really stuck out in his set that I thought was like amazing, and like some of the people that were there were just like dancing so freely to his music, and were just like, you know in a, in a trance by it, and uh, it was just uh, that was a really memorable concert, probably one of my favorites. But um, yeah, that's sick, dude. That's yeah, crazy. no, I've I've never seen him. At, that's why I was asking. Like I didn't even know who he was. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, I'm talking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but what what is the uh, what's the future look like for Abe Sheb? Uh, musically, musically, I, I still have a lot of things that I want to do and want to accomplish and want to pursue. You know, I want to play outside of Ottawa. I want to play more in Ottawa. I want to keep recording and you know finally get a band together. And so uh, those are things that. Oh, my to-do list. So that's what the are future's you, looking would you like. Be, oh. Would you be playing bass um, or guitar? You know, it's, I've, I've thought of playing bass, like, 
and that might happen, but I think, you know, for the most part, I'm just going to be playing guitar because it's easier, I find, to just strum a few chords and sing. <laughs> well, for sure, uh, for reggae, I mean, it would be dope to have, like, a full band, right? Like, a, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have any prospects? Prospects? Yeah, like, people that you've considered maybe reaching out to that you think would be interested in joining a project. Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I guess I'm just going to have uh, um, some auditions and some... I'm going to meet some people that I have good chemistry with. I still have a lot of exploring to do, I guess. So, mm -hmm. I, But I have some people in mind, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. You could always try the like, Kijiji Avenue, you know? Sometimes you find some gems on there. Yeah, Kijiji is a good place. Um, but I also know quite a few people, so yeah. 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 Speaking of which, would you ever uh, be up for a hip-hop collaboration? Like, I love hip-hop. Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, I love writing rap. So. <laughs> I, I love to sing, but I also like I actually was in kind of a hip-hop kind of group that it didn't last very long but no like shit. I, have a, I have a deep appreciation for hip-hop and hip-hop lyrics and yeah so dude man okay yeah i'm gonna so. keep that in mind i'd be down to collaborate with you if you're down. i would love to yeah no that's Sick, a great bro. idea there you go is there uh is there anything uh like final <laughs> advice that you could give to anybody who's listening who who wants to go on the avenue maybe they don't know how to do it maybe they're afraid just do it and don't be afraid just do it and don't be afraid as simple as that eh I, yeah, I mean, uh, I just uh, always focus on really what you love doing. And, you know, if honestly, like, don't do it for some kind of reward. Like, if, if you really want to just be famous and you really want to just make money, I mean, I, I don't know if music is necessarily for that. It's all about the love for music. And I, I don't know if anybody mm -hmm. like picks up an instrument and is just like, I fucking hate this, but I just want to make money from it. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know many people that do that, but I'm sure there are some. I, I hope I, not. I hope not. Yeah, like um, I've even been talking to people before, and there was one person in my in my life who was a guitarist, and like I remember him having a deep appreciation for guitar when he had started out, and he got really good at it and very like technical, but uh, he got to the point where he was playing music so almost like robotically and like yeah. only playing it to do certain types of like venues and like which is great like you want to play a certain environment i guess but yeah certain like he was just doing it in such a meticulous way but i could see it was kind of draining him of it like and it was making him and like every time he'd jam he just had like the same sort of approach and perspective to it and i feel like it just kind of ruined his passion for it a little bit i think it kind of happens sometimes when you're playing a song like for the 500th time or something sometimes you you just you can't help but just not really care. You're just like, oh, okay, I'm making 60 bucks from this gig. Fuck it. Fuck this song. <laughs> True, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's good to always just enjoy it and just be optimistic about the 500th time you, you, you play yeah. the song, you know? Yeah. Look at, like, the people's faces maybe and take in, like, yeah. how the audience is perceiving it and stuff. Yeah, get inspired by the way they're dancing or, you know, the by the fact that you're like that. meeting people that night or something. Yeah, exactly, right. man. Those are the little things to appreciate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess one last thing I'll just touch on quickly was uh when you you said about don't be afraid uh you know it's like it's kind of funny because it's also like use that fear that you have to drive you i find it's like a lot of times yeah. I'll, I'll just admit it like straight up when i'm doing these podcast interviews when i'm doing my music when i'm writing when i'm performing on stage i'm always afraid <laughs> i'm always like in some sort of uh version of fear or like you know but you just kind of like live through it almost. And then it's like, that's what drives your heart rate up and it just gets you fucking going. And it's like, it's kind of almost like counteracting your fear and using it as fuel. Yeah. So anyway. It's kind of like thrilling. Like the, 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 you know, just like, you're like, you're overcoming something when you like, you have that fear, I guess it's not always a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah. Happens exactly. A lot. And that's why I like that you said, don't be afraid. Yeah. Cause you're like, just kind of do it. And then like after you'll feel good. <laughs> Happens yeah. a lot too with like yeah. social media too. You know, when you want to post something on Instagram, even if it's just you playing, you know, there's like that fear association yeah. of like, Oh, like I don't want to post this because for whatever reason, maybe you feel like, you know, Oh, well people like it. And it's like, at the same time, like it's not for you to judge, you know, you just like release it and just post it anyway. And don't fear that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy how much we like you know second guess ourselves or like you know the you know when it comes to social media it's just it's i think it's best to just be yourself and be original and authentic just, people yeah. people like see that you know 
Yeah, no, you, for it's sure. not like this. Like you know, <clears throat> let's put a thousand filters on, and no, yeah. I'm chilling by the side of a fucking nice car and blah blah. Well, blah. And if like, you think about it, at the end of the day, too, it's it, like you're saying, it's you're living your truth. So it's like the only energy that you're going to receive from that, and the only type of people that are going to come into your environment and into your bubble are those that are like that that should be around you, or that exactly. that, that you'll feel yeah. good that's, about that's having around. Right? Yeah, instead of like, because yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people that just like come into your life that it's like they have no good intention for you. <laughs> it's like you. That's the kind of people that you need to block on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> uh, Abe Shep, honestly, man, we'd like to thank you for coming on our show. Seriously. Uh, it's been it's been a hell of a conversation. And um, Thank you so much. It's been yeah. Great. yeah. No, thank, thank you a lot. You, honestly. And, and something that we've been doing, too, is like it's almost like you know we'd like to do a follow-up for sure in the future, maybe see like what progress and how, how far you came. And you know, so we'd definitely love to have you back on. I love that. For and, it. Yeah, and, yeah. And anytime you guys want me to swing by to sing a tune or for sure. And totally. I, great. Yeah. And everybody's listening, uh, you know, go back to our YouTube page because we're gonna get Abe Shep to come and do an actual like uh, writing room session. Yeah. And uh, we can do like that in the, in the next coming weeks whenever you're available. And uh, yeah, we, we 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 hope everybody has a great day. Peace and love. Absolutely. And you he'll know, be the peace and love. likewise, peace and love, and like he'll be the first one into the new little, you know, sessions. And uh also, um, oh yeah, April seventh. Check it out, Rainbow uh, Abe Shep plan. Link, link in the description. That's yeah, that's the last one. And I uh, <laughs> you know, like our shit. Don't like our shit. It's all good. We're still gonna be here. So, have a great day, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.